You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Welcome to WoW Talk, the Mash Those Buttons podcast all about World of Warcraft. My name is Nick Selenkevich, and I'm here with Ray Liu. Hey. And Eric Knutson. Hey, guys. And Chris Harv-Greer. Hey, everybody. And today is July 26th, and this is WoW Talk episode 190. And there's been some major news about Blizzard. I'm sure everybody's heard of it by now. Um, We'll be getting to that in time, but... uh, we figured we'd we'd try to keep things as normal as possible here. So let's uh, go ahead and get into it. Ray, what have uh, you been up to in game? Oh man, uh, doing a lot. <laughs> um, we've had some people who had come with us. Well, yeah, two people that had come with us to do uh, our heroic castle Nathier raiding at the end to help out, and they're typically mythic raiders, but uh, they've. There's two of them and one other person have made alts on our server just to kind of like come play. But I think it was just because when they were talking about how much their uh, flasks were selling on the on their server, then I was like, oh, let me check mine. And I like, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, it's selling for like 500 gold. And I'm like, oh, it's 1500 a flask on our server. Then they're like, what? And like, I think just comparing prices, they started getting the sweats and uh, they made characters there. And then one of them was like. I gotta get tokens to pay for my WoW. <laughs> so, you know, so I've been playing with them a little bit, and um, so that's been pretty fun. Doing uh, M pluses and finding out that uh, the PSA that I would say to someone, uh, not as a shout out because I didn't want to point him out because he didn't know, but um, that if you don't time it, that there's a one of the guys at the end, or actually throughout the um, dungeon, that it, res- it just resets your stuff. So, like, hero gets reset and stuff. But we found oh, out. Last it takes night away that- your, like, exhaustion buff, but it doesn't yeah. actually reset the cooldown. No, or not for hunters, your right? Spell. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was my, whatever, the BCO Wrath or whatever. No, that's not it. But anyway, the hero that hunters have, it didn't reset the spell cooldown. It just took away our bu- exhaustion buff, so we're getting to the fight, and they're like, all right, hit it, and I'm like, ah, oh, still got four minutes on the ability. Ah, <laughs> oh, crap. So yeah. I cast it like 20 seconds left in the fight. I'm guessing they maybe didn't think about that, because I'm, I'm assuming that it resets uh, maybe the stuff for mages and shamans and stuff, but I don't know. We haven't had to try that yet, I guess, since we usually, we oh, yeah, we really haven't had a major shaman to come with consistently matt came a couple times matt number one but yeah so been doing that been doing the rating been keeping up with with uh doing the mission tables because uh though one of the other guys esner he's just like talking about how you know if you're on top of your mission tables and getting all your stuff done you should have enough soul cinders to upgrade but again they're mythic uh rating team so they're really you know on top of all their stuff trying to get their all him and his friends are but uh again they have been frequenting coming into our chat and stuff like that and talking and then i'll pop in and you get to hear someone else again griping about their team and just people and <laughs> it's again like it's not just us yeah You're like it's not only me <laughs> yeah exactly it's like oh because you know it's like everything else where everybody makes everything sound nice and foofy but it's not really i was like all right keeping it real so um so yeah so listening to that and was kind of a relief um and then I'm trying to think what else happened i did get slightly annoyed <laughs> i might touch on what uh nick wants to talk about later but just um 
trying to uh, offer help. No, trying to offer to help uh, out uh, this past weekend with doing stuff. And the response was like, no, it's okay. I don't want to bother you. You know, and I was just like, it's not. And then the other person is like, well, I can come with. I can character do it, blah, blah, blah. And then I didn't get invited. And then it gave me that feeling of just because I'm female that like is being disregarded on doing stuff versus like guys it's okay for guys to help each other out but like you know when i offered to do something i got super annoyed because it's like dude i just said i would help like it's fine like i'm on an alt if i didn't want to help or do stuff i would have been on my main right but i just got up and just walked away and started doing dishes because i just like i need a couple minutes to think about what i want to say because sometimes it takes me a couple minutes sometimes it takes me a couple weeks one time it took me like six months it happens you know, I, it depends on the severity of what's going on, but sometimes you just have to go back. And uh, later the later that night, I talked with a guy and, you know, then he explained for him and how he was raised on how he's like, you know, that you're not supposed to, you know, bother people. This and that. I'm like, dude, it's fine. I was like, if I didn't want to do it, I wouldn't have even said anything in the first place. Because, like, nothing is more annoying than people saying they want to do stuff. I have a crap ton of friends up through Battle.net and Discord and everywhere else of a list of people that say, I'd love to do stuff with you guys at some point, and they never do. Just don't, guys. You don't have to be nice to people you don't really know that well. If you don't like playing them, there's you don't need to do the niceties. It's fine. It's not, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's more harmful to, like, try to pretend to be nice and then never make the effort to do the things. So, you know, so it goes without say, if I offer help to do stuff or say I'm going to do something, work with me here. You know, I'm trying to do the things. You know, we we were doing that this weekend being able to, you know, get the team together and Eric posting out just trying to say, hey, you know, for the raid team that needs to get gear and stuff, because we did run, um, I got invited by the, the those guys to do normal, and um, they said it was okay for Eric to come as well, and so we went to do that, and the biggest huge difference was just that their damage, even though they had um, a couple people that, again, weren't good, because I think that happens in probably, like, I don't know, 90% of, like, people who, like, teams that raid, you're always going to have someone that like doesn't do well or two or three or whatever. Right. So we saw that, but the top end of the people of everybody else out of the team was 12 were really, really, really good. And that made a huge difference for how the rest of the raid is going to run, especially for us for progression. So like it gave us a kind of an insight and being able to see that. And Eric, um, you know, I had said that, you know, if Eric was allowed to come, I would suggest to him to DBS because he never gets to, you know, so it's a different aspect to see and getting this to play something he, that he never gets to play. So ended up doing that. And I don't know, I should probably let Eric talk about that too. But yeah, it, <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. There was a lot of communication with the healers about stuff. Well, me and the one guy, not the druid. I don't, he didn't really talk too much, but maybe shy it happens. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of pick up from there then. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we went with uh, on that other raid, and that was fun because I got to play my warlock. Um, my warlock's somewhat geared; it's not quite up with like our mains or whatever, but maybe fifteen, anywhere between ten and fifteen eye levels below. Um, and uh, it was <laughs> it was really fun to be able to actually DPS um, in a raid, other than like an alt run, which is usually when I end, the only time I ever get a chance to. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy to see what an unbelievable difference it makes. Um, just having the DPS a little bit higher, because uh, everything goes. The transitions are faster. It's easier on the tanks. It's way easier on the healers. Um, because you know, it, especially in some of those longer fights, um, it can really, it can really tax their mana. Like something like Guardian of the First Ones, like something like that. We had even to try and like in our own raid to try and make it so that we could beat that before the. It's like a soft enrage, you know, once you run out of pillars, it, you have a limited amount of time before it blows up. But uh, what we ended up doing was single tanking it. Like I went through and tried to cycle cooldowns so that we could single tank it so that we could uh, dedicate that other tank spot to a DPS just to try and make it. Um, but in this other raid, we, they didn't have to do that. And it worked out um, just fine the way it was. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, that was kind of nice to get a little bit of an insight to see. I think the direction that we need to go to try and get stuff killed a little bit more efficiently. Um, it was pretty cool. Uh, we got to see some fights because we actually we did a full clear. We got the Sylvanas fight down. 
um, without any spoilers, it's fun, but holy crap, it's like 14 minutes long. <laughs> so you, you, can, you can go into spoilers, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's three phases, um, and even with the, the decent damage group, you know, or the, the good damage, and I mean, I was decent, I wasn't killing anything like crazy with because my character was a little undergeared, but I'm at least pretty good at playing it, and I wouldn't get myself killed unless I was killed by somebody that didn't move something where they needed to. Um, but like, even with that way, with that group, we couldn't lose anybody. Otherwise we just wouldn't make it. She'd clear all, she'd mess up all the platforms in the last phase. And then you'd all, everybody would just die because they have to eat all the shadow. So like, we need to <laughs> we have a ways to go with our own team before that's going to be clearable. Um, but I mean, it's not, it's not impossible. We're just, we have a little ways to go. Yeah, you got that shitty hunter, man. That (laughs) fucking guy kept dying. We got you some gear this weekend. Ray's like, what what killed you? And I'm like, the pulsing AoE damage that hits everybody? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so that was cool. Otherwise, in our our own raid, we did get a little bit farther. Um, We got Guardian of the First Ones down. Um, We made it to uh, Fate Scribe. And we got him down to like twelve percent or something like that. Um, so we were just most of most of that night was spent figuring out how we wanted to tackle that fight, and like trying different things. And I think we have it down now. We just need to work on the execution. I think the the spinning the rings and clicking them into place was going to be. I think I don't know. I think that might be the biggest challenge. Now that we figured out the beams and we've figured out killing the ads and things like that, that's that's the last little part we have to get dialed in. But um yeah otherwise our raid's going good and i was just kind of excited that i got to see the rest of it and get to play a dps class which is warlock is like one of my original my original favorites that i just kind of keep it geared in the background or, or as much as i can without ever really getting to play it anymore but yeah so i had a good time it's been a good couple weeks harv what's uh what's been up with you so yeah, I came to raid because at the end of our last podcast that we recorded, I was like, "Hey guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there on Wednesday," and I was there on Wednesday. It was, <laughs> and then I was there that Thursday. But this last week, I went into a coma after work on Thursday and woke up at like one in the morning. I'm like, "Oh man, I miss raid." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm like way undergeared. I was like 201 item level going in, so I was like 20 plus item levels below everybody. And we killed some bosses, and the guardian of the first kings, where he's like, "Why did you die?" And I'm like, "The fi- every second, fifteen hundred damage killed me." I could tell when like lots of damage would go out, I'd be like, "Ray heal, Ray heal, Ray heal." She, so she was focusing me pretty hard, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I gotta avoid as much as possible." And I'm I'm still rusty on mechanic moving and stuff like that. So I well, feel I like know- I oh go ahead. Oh well, I I know it's like I said, it's you know. With just your work and you just being tired, it's not like you're purposely dying on purpose or standing in shit on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, there's other people of like I know you know to move out of this crap, and then I'm just like, that, and I, <laughs> you know? I just got to get back into the rhythm of raiding because <laughs> it's it's been a minute. It's like last November, so <laughs> I f- I feel like personally I'm a little bit more raid aware. I was having a rough time last night. Because we were doing some mythic pluses, and I could tell I was getting tired because it was just like, oh my god, my reactions are so slow. And then Eric B rest me three times in one fight, and it was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. this is the worst. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end, I think I needed to. I had there's another opportunity to be you, but I saved it. Because yeah, for uh, the last boss, I was oh, like, I want to have one B-Res for the last boss, just in case. That was the, and then that was the one where. We figured out that talking to that guy didn't reset the cooldown on my heroism spell. Oh, right. was, they're like, hit heroism, but I went to click it. I'm like, oh, it's got four minutes left on the cooldown. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but then we followed the mechanics of the boss. And then at the end, I was like, oh, boom. And then we killed it like 20 seconds later. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just trying to. It was. What was the name of that dungeon? The last Plague one Fall. We did? Plague yeah, Fall. Plague Fall. Plague and Fall, I was yeah. like, must dodge tentacles and that's what i focused on the whole last fight so mm-hmm. but yeah what am, uh what are we gonna get because it was a plus 12 right 
Because we yeah, just sanguine deaths after that. Yeah. And then, so we're, I'll get a 246, hoping for a weapon. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, out of yeah, all the right. slots, please, weapon. Please, weapon. Well, I think yeah. Jared posted something, right? Where if you do one LFR, ha- what, L- is it LFR? Or no, maybe normal or whatever. With getting, If you get Sylvanas' bow, they're giving you a token to upgrade it or something. Maybe oh. I misread that. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, I did. I did log in one day, and I had a mail from Kurabara, and he had sent me an entire set of two hundred item level crafted gear. Oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and that that upgraded like ten of my fourteen slots at that moment. So that was a huge help. So shout out to Kurabara on that one. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna make a some gear. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he's coming. Or he's like, it's okay. I'll just make him stuff. I'm like, alrighty. No, I'm, I'm going to try to show up to raid. I just had that one night where I just... I had set an alarm, and I guess I woke up at some point and turned it off. And then woke up at one in the morning, and I'm like, oh, crap. Alarm needs to be, like, 12 feet away, so you have to physically get out of bed and just sleep oh, yeah. on the floor. I don't know. If, if you slept through it like that, I think you might have <laughs> just slept through it 12 feet away. <laughs> yeah, it's summer at work. It's rough right now. There's a lot of turnover. There's a lot of... I'm tired of having to explain every single thing to every new person, so I feel like that's how Ray is in the raid, having oh, yeah. to explain every single thing to me. So it's the exact same, except for it's work. So <laughs> I mean, it this is still work. At least you get you get paid for your work, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> My work is just endless explanations and going. <laughs> hey, I just want you to know that one night when you were sending me the short little details of each fight, that was extremely helpful. Because I was like, okay, I'm going to tone out Jer for a minute, and I'm going to read this little description. Because <laughs> Jer, he gives extremely detailed descriptions, but after so long, I just like, my brain just kind of turns off and stops listening. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping we get away from doing that, because I, fe- I, I really feel like... You know, for the fights, like, it should never again be the thing where I go, who hasn't watched this fight? And, you know, one, two, three, slowly everybody's, you know, people are just like, I haven't seen him. Like, you have all week. You've had it since since people have been doing it for the PTRs and stuff. Like, you have time to watch all these things. And now we have that little panel of Sanctum Gamer or whatever, like, just to, like, physically push the buttons to do the things, but not at the cost of your gear or having to get into a pug group and then not knowing if it'll stay together, fall apart or whatever. Like. There's plenty of time to do these things and to ask questions. And again, you guys know because you hear me repeating myself all the time. And especially with Eric since 2010, you know, repeating the things. Well, I guess not Mm -hmm. since 2000. Well, maybe more towards the end, but with helping other people like this is it kind of like doing this past Saturday, getting invited to do another raid. It felt like I was in wrath again, just like, you know, getting invited to do the ICC 25s and literally just to get gear to help a 10-man team because I was helping other guilds and I I didn't know what else to do because I I only healed. All I can do is know that I'm healing. I can't <laughs> I couldn't help with anything else because I didn't really play anything but healing at the time. So, you know, it's just kind of like, alright. I did my part. I geared more than I needed to be because this is only 10-man. Why is it still not working? <laughs> and then I just <laughs> got sad. <laughs> oh, that's the discussion me and these guys used to have at work because there was a bunch of Previous job, everybody played well. And there was about three of us that were actually doing the rating. And the question came up one time, where would you rather have your best player playing? And I'm, and we had settled on DPS, which is what you were talking about a minute ago. Where, as a tank, you can have a tank that's good enough, right? You can have a healer that's just good enough to keep people alive. But if you have the people that are DPSing, the higher your DPS is, the higher the time you spend in your cooldowns. So... It just kind of like goes all together, makes the transitions work better and all that. So that's the discussions we used to have about that. Something to add to that, too. Um, Another thing we were we were talking about just the other day, I I went on a small rant in in discord about um, having DPSs that do more than just DPS, like uh, ones that actively use interrupts or look for dispels or um, like taking away enrages with like a trank shot or a soothe or whatever. Um, little things like that that can help a ton, or or a, a DPS death knight that uses death grip to help try and cluster things up when we need to. <laughs> Just like uh, all these little things that can make everything go so smoother. 
Um, I know there's like that dungeon, for example, in like uh, the outer side. Um, there's those uh, bad or there's enemies that will enrage, and then you can't kill them until they're either you have to they're like immune to death, and until it's either dispelled or until it wears off after like 15 seconds or something like that. And um, if you've already been in combat for a while and it's a uh, necrotic week and you just want your necrotic stacks to fall off, you just want them to stop hitting you. Um, so there, there's things like that that I was that I, I think also in having good people in DPS slot, if ones that know how to use more than just their damaging spells, it can help a whole group a lot. Players that aren't afraid to use their utility. Yes. Right. <laughs> That's what I did with the Lobby Dungeons today, because I got on my uh my other Warlock, because they were all, like, Lobby, like, 10s and stuff, so I got my Warlock that was, like, on, like, 28 or whatever, and just, like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, because they were doing, uh, we were doing a Burning Crusade Dungeons and seeing the people trying to cast the uh, Seductress, I was like, no, <laughs> run up and counter it, because mm-hmm. the people start getting charmed, and it's a bad time, and, like, but it's, I'm so used to the, the spells that, like, I see them. You know, so it's just like I'm used to trying to look for things that have the little white outline. Like, ooh, that means I can do it. What's the button? And then once I learn what the button is, like, that's what happened with this expansion. Like, doing my hunter so I can have enchants because I didn't think anybody was doing enchanting. You know, and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this button dispels things. I have a dispel as a hunter. Okay, so you know, and then like my goal was just like kind of tab through crap and be like, can I dispel this thing? And then, then I, you know, my my damage starts plummeting because now I'm trying to do other things. <laughs> I'm working yeah. on it. When we were doing the other side, Matt number one was like, "We got two hunters and nobody's trick shot." And I'm like, "Oh, we can do that to this guy, trick shot." <laughs> yeah. As soon as he said it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, trick shot." Yeah, yeah. I'm I like, don't I've know. never run this dungeon before. <laughs> I always no, keep I always keep all of my like raid warnings and stuff, even as a DPS. Like I, I have my DBM set up to tell me all the things, and I watch. Like now, I don't know if it's just me or if it part of it is because i've tanked for so long or i've led raids that like i look for all these other things or i know of all these other things that need to be done besides just hitting the boss and so i'm always looking for them even if i'm on a dps character anything that i can do well i'm gonna say as a hunter if you have a hunter in your group always be like hey you know you can try like if if you see they're not doing it let them know because like like you know like harv said like i may not realize like oh yeah like i can do this on this boss like i because i have the buttons hotkey i know where they are i'm ready to use them i just need to know like oh that's a that's an ability i can use it on yeah just you know give them the heads up and you know i'm sure you might run into the hunter that will be like you know yeah i know shut up but like you well, might, you know you all might that also being run into said, the hunter like me or harv that like oh i'll start hitting that because it's right there all that being said in the raid dbm was telling dispel this and i was immediately hitting drink shot <laughs> good <laughs> so after we were fighting those mobs that y'all said they need to be train shot i'm like oh yeah if there's some spells when they put a shield on themselves you could dispel that with drink shot so i was just shooting it like every time something had a bubble i was shooting it trying to see does this take that away no it mm-hmm. didn't no yeah, it well, didn't hey yeah, this like will it- work when Eric was saying to dispel stuff, I was like, me? I was like, I have nothing to dispel. So, and, and uh, I think, I mean, not just Eric, but other people, like in general, just maybe sometimes be more specific on what dispel, because when I hear dispel, I'm assuming it's me, but it's not. Just like um this weekend with the doing the raid, you know, they kept saying salve, and I was like, what? Because <laughs> I call it salvation, and and Eric pointed out, like, Paladins had the, the hand of salvation, so they called salve, so I'm just like, what button? I was like, my brain just blew up because I'm like, eh, what? I don't have a salve. Mm-hmm. Uh, rubbing ointment? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> Paladins are a good example of a class that has crap loads of utility. I can, I can, I'd probably would take more than four hands to count the amount of times that, uh, like, Tony or Aaron saved saved a wipe by catching one of the tanks with a lay on hands or something. You know, that's it's always a good thing to watch for as a ret. Anytime you can help. I do, I was watching Ray's stream the other day because they were doing Lobby Dungeon. And they were doing her or Mechanar. And I'm like, Ray's like, I don't know where to go on this. I'm like, I know this dungeon. So I'm like, go up the left-hand stairs. And they're like, is this a boss? Oh, yeah, he's one of the two mini-bosses. 
yeah. Oh, yeah, the place with the cubes and stuff. That puts the charge on stuff. So I was sitting there, like, guiding them through the dungeon. I'm like, on this, because Ray was tanking. And I'm like, on this guy, just kind of kite him around the room. What about the elementals? They're going to go wherever they want to go. So everybody else just has to dodge them. So. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, because when I'm getting cold, I have to, like, um, you know, just, like, cycle tab through everything and make sure i keep aggro and stuff and i'm like panicking because there are things that are like not paying attention i'm like i'm here come back and i'm like running around yeah i started taunting those guys i'm like yeah those guys aren't gonna (laughs) come at you they just do random things yeah there's a lot to know when you don't do the things in the first place oh right i'm just like oh my god what the heck But yeah, that was the Mythic Pluses we did. I got some a few items here and there. Oh. So I'm like, I'm up to like two two oh nine item level now. So nice, not total here's, garbage. Here's a, a, a Noda is in chat now saying, "Oh God, that dungeon was a mess. I forgot Flash Heal was a thing. <laughs> it was fine after you know that was rectified. <laughs> it happens to the best of us." All right, so let's move into the news now, and we are suddenly joined by Mash Those Buttons God, for lack of a better word. It's a bit much, Nick. (laughs) That is a bit much. Executive producer? Trying to sweeten him up. You are are the website embodied, the the podcast network in human form, given flesh. Um, Jarrett, so thank you for coming on here. so what we're going to talk about now is is the, as I saw somebody on the Blizzard Watch forums describe this, the Alec in the room, uh, that the state of California, the Department of Fair, was it Fair and Equal Housing, or uh, Fair Employment and Housing, uh, you know, announced their, their uh, litigation against Blizzard, Activision Blizzard for uh, multiple counts of uh, acts against uh, women and sexual harassment, uh, lack of equal pay. Uh, lack of, uh, you know, pro- appropriate treatment in the workplace, uh, straight up harassment. Uh, Alex Afraziabi, former lead creative director for World of Warcraft, was was mentioned as somebody who was um, repeatedly caught harassing women and allowed to do this repeatedly over and over again until he was quietly shuffled out the door uh, about a year ago. Um, Jay Allen Brack was mentioned as someone who basically let this happen, that he would, you know, he, he tried to reprimand Afraziabi and it was basically a slap on the wrist, as it were. And as a result, uh, there was, you know, at least from what I saw, that the, the, the WoW community was pretty much in shock and turmoil for the last, uh, the last few days, especially right after this announcement. And since then, uh, Brack made a statement basically, you know, kind of saying, like, we, you know, we need to look into this and we need to, to you know, take care of things and handle stuff. Um, Activision Blizzard put out a statement. I don't think there was any actual employee associated with it, but they put out a statement basically saying, this is bullshit. We're going to fight this. This is fake news. You know, the, the, the California should have worked with us. They shouldn't have come out this way and none of this matters and we'll fight this. Uh, then they had Fran Townsend, a, an employee who has been with Activision Blizzard for all of four months, come out and say that there are no problems there. Anything there was in the past for as long as she has been a valued employee of Activision Blizzard, everything has been just fine and dandy for all of four months. Um, so there's been a bunch of. Uh, almost conflicting statements here. At least Brack kind of admitted like things are bad, uh, you know, or, or things need to be looked at. Uh, Activision, it seems their legal strategy is to fight this and come out and go at it instead of actually trying to, you know, improve themselves as a result, not only are the, you know, much of the player base upset by this, but also uh, plenty of Activision Blizzard employees are upset by this. There's been an outpouring of them with with uh, ranging the gamut of employees saying, oh, yeah, by the way, here's my story of what how I was treated by so and so and and what happened to me to, you know, I, I you know, my department's great. And I, I you know, I, I've never seen any of these things, you know, but I support the, you know, everybody that's affected by this. And I think it was I've seen reports ranging from 800 to 1000 Activision Blizzard employees, uh, present and former uh, you know, signing a petition for, you know, for, 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 for Blizzard leadership to take this seriously and to handle this. Uh, we had Mike Morhan put out a statement. Uh, Chris Metzen put out a very eloquent statement. I thought his statement was the best from a technical writing standpoint. Um, 
you know, basically saying like, look, we failed you. Uh, you know, we, we should have done more. We're sorry. Uh, but then you've even had some, some former employees saying like, yeah, you did fail us because you could have done more and you didn't and, and kind of going at them sometimes with specific instances. Uh, there, there are some, there are some, some tough to read stories out there and it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a shame. I personally, I had to sit down and think whether I even wanted to continue as a wow podcaster after this. Um, because there is sort of an implication that by doing this show, we are tacitly giving Blizzard approval that we're, you know, cause we're, 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 we're promoting wow to a degree. Um, and where I've kind of come down at the moment is that I'm supporting wow, not for the people that did this, not for the management. I'm doing this for the people that survived this and put their all into the game and knowing that we would still enjoy it and play it. I'm putting, I'm doing this for the people who, uh, you know, like the people who, who, who love wow and are there for good reason the people who signed that petition today um you know that that's who i'm here for that's the the community i want to rally behind that's where i'm coming from here so um you know i kind of want to throw it to you guys i guess jared since you you just got on here um i guess does does mash those buttons have any official view that you want to put out there uh you know being uh you know everything incarnate um i mean typically speaking i don't i usually don't speak on behalf of the uh, entire network. What I, what I usually say are like kind of like my own views and things like that. But in this case, yes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so. I mean, here's the deal, right? I mean, first of all, I don't understand how people were surprised by things like this. We already know knew this behavior has been is rampant in the industry, and I mean, I think people get so obsessed and so attached to blizzard as a company that they're like well oh that's it right well it's not at blizzard like what are you talking about blizzard is a massive corporation like last i checked they had over four thousand employees blizzard not activision blizzard okay but blizzard itself had over four thousand employees right and when you get into organizations that large it just turns into a machine right um one of the reasons why these things have probably lasted for so long and, um, you know, why they kind of were just swept under the rug was because they just became incredibly efficient at getting it done, you know? Um, now, if you want to talk about a, a, a numbers game, it's enough that they were, I mean, technically speaking, this could have happened two or three times and that would have been enough for this to happen. Uh, but, you know, you can have, you know, I mean, there's plenty of women that work at Blizzard and the vast majority of interactions that happen at Blizzard probably throughout the day are perfectly what you would consider normal. So when things like this happen, they just, you know, get swept under the rug and everybody thinks everything is 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 okay. But, you know, one is too many in, in, in this case. And I have been saying this for 10 years, that the only thing that companies understand is money. That is the only language they speak. At, like if Blizzard comes out of this different, it's not because it's the good, it's the right thing to do. It's because they're going to lose money because of it, you know? So I'm really glad that the state is going after them like this because it's the only way to make a company like that move. This is why you really shouldn't get emotionally attached to corporations like this. Cause that's what Blizzard is. And I understand that. Wow. is how you met your friends and, how you uh, hang out with people, how you met your spouse, like, you know, how you, all, all that stuff. Like, it, it, it is encompass, it, it does encompass all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But you can't, like, a corporation is not a person. It is a business, and it is going to do what it can for money. That's probably another reason why when the employees might have gone forward, it got just kind of sw swept under the rug or, okay, well, I talked to him. Or, well, we'll move you to a different department and then it'll be handled because HR is not your friend. I mean, a lot of those have been going around uh, Twitter recently. And another thing about games is that, you know, obviously a lot of the a lot of the younger crowd plays them. And I think as a younger person going into the workforce, you kind of think HR is there to, you know, be friendly and help you out. But one thing that you will learn throughout your, um, <laughs> you know, your, your, adventures in the workforce uh that's a joke by the way but what is that hr is not your friend hr is there to help the company avoid things like this 
you know? So what happened is those people went to HR or they talked to the people that they needed to talk to and HR thought the best move for the company was not to actually fully address the situation, but actually just to kind of do something enough to shuffle people around and get the situation to be quiet again because it will cost less money, you know? So, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's disgusting, right? It is disgusting. It is 2021 and we're still dealing with issues like this, but it should also be a reminder that change is not fast, right? Change is not fast. It takes time. Even if Blizzard comes out with a whole new corporate policy on how they're going to handle stuff like this, you bet like you have to keep the foot on their neck for at least 10 years. You got to, you got to, you got to keep it there, you know? And it really, and it, I mean, honestly, like it, it, it's your favorite company could be doing this. That's all I'm saying. Like, like people, like, you know, everybody should be looking at the games that they're dealing with or like, you know, your favorite games or your favorite hobbies and seeing, uh, does it meet your values? Right. Cause there's a bunch of people who do not care about this at all. Let's be perfectly honest with you. And it's not even worth dealing with those people at that point. But you as an individual, does the company that you are spending money on that you are supporting, that you're spending a bunch of time with, does that, you know, uh, it doesn't meet your values. And if it doesn't, what are you doing at that point? You know, so that, that's, I'm sure I'll have something else to say. It'll be outburst. I haven't been on a podcast in months. So I got tons, I got tons of uh, <laughs> words, folks. <laughs> well, I think like, like you kind of pointed out about like blizzard being kind of re- revered on a, on a pedestal a little bit that, you know, we've had these things ongoing you know with and it's you know and it's always oh it was activision doing this it was activision doing this like you know blitz chung in hong kong oh it was activision doing that uh you know all, all all the increased monetization in the game oh that's activision and no like this one activision does not have the out here like that activision is not the out this goes back to Morheim. this goes back to metzen this goes back to you know 2010 you know to the, the, the founding of the company that the, you know the, there are you know, events, just the entire culture that they fomented was, 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 was fraught. And you're right. You're right. Cause that's the thing is I was not surprised by this. I was just disappointed. I, I, I mean, not to, not to make light of it. It's like, I don't know. It's like when, you know, like when your, your, your friend gets drunk and does something stupid and you're like, I knew you were going to get drunk and do something stupid. And you're just like, you know, it's like, you can't be surprised by it. Cause your friend always gets drunk and does something stupid, but it's like, you have to keep getting dr- drunk and doing something stupid, do you? Like, it's just, it, it, it's, it, 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 it's, uh, you know, it was, it's just, it, it's frustrating in that regard. And, 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 uh, and Shannon man gaming in the chat pointing out the, uh, you know, blizzard always championing their eight core values. That's the other side of this is that blizzard did a very good job of putting on the, you know, to, to sit there and say like, Oh, like the fans bought into the, you know, believe blizzard was special. Blizzard did a good job of making the fans believe they were special. They played the part. They did the hype. You'd have Morheim coming out saying like, you know, what at BlizzCon, there are no, uh, or, or what is it? We're all just friends who haven't met each other yet or something like that. You know, there are no strangers. That's what it was. They're just friends who haven't met yet. And it's like, yeah, it's such a friendly company and everything. And, and no, no, it's not. It's, it's just as bad as any of them you know, arguably in the, uh, at the, the, the tail end of that, the worst end. And so it's, it, you know, to, to, it, it's just, it's just extremely, extremely disappointing and, 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 and upsetting. But, um, I don't know, Ray, you've worked in the industry. Do you have any thoughts on this? Um, well, I mean, first of all, I think I want to start off with just saying that it's not just Blizzard, right? It's not just the gaming industry. It's not just you know, food services, retail, this happens in people's homes on the streets, you know, where not money isn't involved. And, you know, for me to hear this and obviously Blizzard's on a bigger level, like, you know, I've dealt with my own issues with, you know, sexual harassment and other things, whether it's at home or at work and all that other stuff. And it's, it's uncomfortable. And, you know, being told things that like, you shouldn't say anything or you should feel ashamed of yourself. It makes it really hard for females to even put their foot through the door to say something. It's difficult. I'm obviously an adult. <laughs> and and for many years, I never said anything because I didn't know I was supposed to say something because I was afraid that if I said something, it would be my fault. You know, and it's been years, you know, <laughs> plenty of years. And it's only up until like maybe the last like five, ten years where 
I am comfortable with people that I know to talk about the situation as my own therapeutic way of just being able to talk about it, you know, instead of just kind of suppressing it, you know, and not saying anything. So, you know, it's, it's difficult to hear that stuff. Um, unfortunately, you know, like while, you know, working in the industry, like, again, like <laughs> it, it, you know, people try to be funny about stuff or whatever. And sometimes it's just not, and it takes, you know, someone to be able to say something to do something about it. I was never one of those people back then, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm going to go walk away now because what am I supposed to do, right? Because you start feeling like you, you're not allowed to or they're not going to care or they're going to say that they're joking, right? You know, so it's difficult. <laughs> um, while, I mean, so that was for the retail part for me working there, um, working as a QA tester. Thankfully, I didn't have to, di I did kind of have to deal with it, but it was in a way of just someone messaging me, you know, and it was someone that wasn't, a coworker, but it was someone that was in a higher position, like in a different position that was a full-time person. And I just didn't say anything. Cause I was like, it's just, this guy's just old. And I don't know. He's just being an old guy because this happens to me at, <laughs> at the grocery store. And Eric will look at the guy funny. I'm like, well, I didn't say or do anything. They're just saying things. And what are you supposed to do? Right. And, um, that guy, unfortunately, I mean, cause I think I can talk about it because you can Google it now, but, uh, that guy was a guy who had put cameras in the unisex bathrooms, you know? And so seeing that letter from um, J, uh, J. Allen Brack, you know, with that stuff, it was just like, oh, it's like the, exactly because people came in, had the conversations, trying to talk to people, you know, saying, hey, if you need someone to talk to, go ahead and, you know, we have people to talk to. You have any questions? And same thing, you know, open investigation, can't talk about all the things. So it's just... I don't know, it's just hard for me <laughs> to to listen to all these things because it's super hard because, you know, I understand where people are coming from when it's, you know, it's hard. It's super hard to figure out, you know, how to handle a thing because, you know, again, just like they're saying, like, you're, people are afraid that they're going to lose their job trying to defend someone else, right? You know, and in and, and, and the non-sexual harassment way for me, it was just kind of like the same thing. I, you know, get a first and final for not writing up my employee's because they didn't meet their number goals and it's just like the handbook doesn't say that's their job that they're gonna get fired for not meeting goals you know what i mean like i went up to bat for them for that knowing that like that's not right you know what i mean and well um unfortunately one of my good workers there ended up putting his two weeks in because he saw the write-up and just thought that was just really wrong you know and it's just it's frustrating <laughs> it's super frustrating to you know figure out what kind of position you'll be put in because you don't know what's going to happen. And a lot of people are always afraid that they're going to lose their job trying to defend someone else or, you know, because when it's always the majority, right? You get bullied into the, not doing something about it. So it's, it's hard to take that stand, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry. I probably derailed some of the conversation, but you know, it's, it's a lot of feelings. and It's hard for me to kind of like talk it all out. You said something there about it being the majority. And I don't think it's the majority. The problem is it's it's a minority of people who have figured out how to run the system. And like you even pointed out that the one person saw what was going on and then they left. That's somebody who it seems like had the wherewithal in their head that if they had stuck around, could have been an agent for change, could have been somebody actually fighting against the system. But because of the ingrained nature of it, they turn around and leave. And so that just makes it that much easier for the people doing all this to stay entrenched and stay in power. And that, that's how they manage to do this. They create this culture that's oppressive in some way that it becomes difficult to it becomes difficult to, to fight against it. And if there's any any sign of hope in all this is that because it's been so blatantly exposed by the, the California lawsuit now, like I said, you've got, you know, 800 to 1000 Blizzard employees signing a petition, uh, you know, the development on wow has stopped uh as, as of at least friday i think i, I saw um one of the developers tweeted out because the, uh, the 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 company as a whole is is reacting to this they're they're not you know they, they can't take care of business normally like this is a, a critical emergency and until they give a satisfactory statement and that is you know and kind of like jared said like with change being slow a satisfactory statement is like the bare minimum they can do at this point that they have not done until they do that to kind of get everybody like, okay, let's calm down. We're going to get through this. Like, let's, let's, let's work it hard. Um, you know, that I, I there's going to be, you know, turmoil. It's just turmoil at, at the company. And the fact that the Activision legal side of things seems to want to fight this 
uh, is, is, you know, that that's going to make any sort of reconciliation with that, the other side of the, the employee base, you know, they're, they're kind of at a crossroads. So one thing I want to bring up and uh, kind of piggyback off of what like Ray was saying, kind of what you were saying too, Nick, um, about, you know, like, well, you mentioned the guy who, who left the position who could have helped fight. But the thing about, you know, situations like this is that it's an, it's an entire system of like, uh, of oppression, right. To, to, to a degree, the people in power, they, they make the system. If somebody underneath them goes to HR who they think they're supposed to, or they bring it up to another manager, let's say they even take it to, let's say the person you're dealing with is a middle manager. So they take it to their manager. That person's just going to direct it to HR and HR is going to do their thing for the company. That's how it's going to work. HR and the company are going to view the people that are over you, like that your, your superiors as more valuable to the company and will defend those people. That's how you get moved. That's how you get less hours. That's how all those things kind of happen um so that's how these things just kind of keep getting uh kind of pushed you know under the rug because like i said it's a system in place that does it for them the system itself would have to have to change right there are some companies that have external resources for employee complaints and stuff like that. And those external resources report to like a bureau or a division or something or, or, or something like that. So it's actually more weight on the company to do the right thing to, uh, you know, uh, a degree, but it's kind of hard for people that like the, like, you know, the reason this is happening to probably people on the, the, the lower end, or you hear a lot of stories about somebody's manager coming up behind them and massaging their soul shoulders and, you know, shit like that. That's because they're like, you know, lower, they're, they're, they're lower level employees. You know, it's, it's a very tough uphill battle to fight. So the entire, uh, the entire structure kind of has to change, but once again, businesses are about money. So if it doesn't make business sense for them to to make that change, they're not going to. What Activision and Blizzard are going to do at this point, they're I don't I don't I one hundred percent don't agree they're gonna do what's right. They're gonna do what they need to do to get this situation dealt with, put new policies in place to try to help mitigate this from happening again. Kind of like what Ubisoft is doing right now, right? Which right. it can be beneficial for um the employees right when when the company's going to take a hardline stance on um on the harassment and things like that but one thing like i said you have to keep your foot on their neck because if you don't well okay we're past this now cool we're just gonna go back to to business as usual keeping things profitable and 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 stuff like that if when somebody comes out with a story like people should be able to come out with these stories and not have to worry about just getting piled on and basically kind of losing their their jobs over this because if this did not happen where the state government was getting in play you know it was getting um involved and things like this and this didn't make major news there's a chance that if somebody would have came out with one of these stories not only would nobody have believed them they would have been blacklisted from other companies and they probably would have lost their job with blizzard probably ruined their entire careers and that's part of the problem this is not an easy situation to fix you know and there are there are instances of that of people who have come out and said some things and been blacklisted or people who you know tried to do the right thing and and you know lost their job and I think one of the things that, that, you know, somebody said is like, you know, it, it's great to, it's great that you're, you're, you know, you're coming out and you're t- sharing your story on Twitter, but you know, if you have a story, make sure you're, you're part of the lawsuit, like, you know, reach out to the people in California doing that because they, you know, they have their numbers available on their website or whatever. Like you can, you can, you know, file your complaint with them and add that to the list. Um, so it's what I don't understand. Like, well, I mean, I kind of understand it is like the okay, I get the instinct for Activision to fight this, like from from a corporate standpoint, like you know, right. like they're you know, f- you know, from your money making sort of sub- bottom line standpoint. But the thing is, like, when you if like this is going to end with a like this ends with an agreement between them and the state of California. Like, it, I don't know if this actually goes to trial or, or or whatnot or not. Like, at some point, no judge makes a ruling. Like, they're just going to settle out of court or. or you know, but make whatever settlement they need to pay it, pay their fine 
implement whatever changes the, the the state recommends and then move on. Like that, that, that seems to be the end game. Like why are, would you you'd be so hostile at this point? Because it just seems like this is just going to lead to more stuff coming out. The longer this goes on, the, 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 you know, the, the further we get into this, we're going to hear more stuff that that's going to be, you know, that, that's not going to be great. All right. I mean, Activision, the one thing I would tell you about Activision is they are transparent. Like they are, are a machine. Right. I mean, they are going to do exactly what you think they're going to do, which is to defend themselves. So like, oh, we didn't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? Like, nothing's wrong here. Could, you know, they're worried about their stocks and stuff like that. That's what they're worried about. I'm not sure if them defending this staunchly is going to help protect their stock uh, prices and stuff like that. But that's, I mean, that's kind of like, well, I'm not a lawyer, but I was going to say that's kind of like one on one. Just defend yourself. Don't admit any any right. guilt or anything like that i mean they probably have a ton of stuff happening behind the scenes like you know you need to find out who did what and if we can let them go get them out of here <laughs> you know that's probably like what that's probably what they're looking for now so that they can show that they have you know some type of change going on well other than pushing a frasiabi out i don't think there's well but that, this is where things get complicated because we've seen a ton of high profile people leave over the last five years, you know, that, you know, and, and at the time we're just like, Oh yeah, all these people, they've been with the company for a long time. It makes sense. It's time for them to move on. Cause you know, that's what you do. And now it's like, we kind of have to look back and be like, okay, like did they leave because it was time to move on or did they leave because they knew that there was an inve investigation coming? I mean, this investigation has been going on for two years. Activision had to be aware of it. And so Especially some of the hires that they've made recently, like Fran Townsend, like uh, was it Brian Bellotto, the the guy from the Trump administration, uh, that, that nobody understood why Activision hired him. But when you look at the tone of their defense, which is more of an offense, right. it makes sense that they want people who are used to kind of you know bullying and steamrolling ahead and and you know kind of you know forcefully you know shouting down the opposition. It makes sense that they bring somebody like him into the into their administration. So. I was like, I'm not sure if they knew because wouldn't if they knew like this has been going on for two years. If they knew, wouldn't they have? They would have needed to kind of like um, what's the word like you know present that to their shareholders, right? Like they can't hold back that information. I don't know. If, well, if it's an ongoing investigation, I mean, uh, yeah, like I, I, I don't know. Is, can is it? it necessary that they share that? I don't know. Somebody with that that knows legal, please. Shoot a shoot the shoot a commentary <laughs> podcast a tweet or something because I mean co like companies have gotten trouble for being misleading about sales to a degree, right. but you know an investigation like this can most definitely affect sales. So like, why wouldn't that also be like on the table? Like your shareholders kind of need to know. It's not their investigation to then announce because who's like the state. I mean, th that would be an awesome racket if the state could set it up that like we're going to investigate you. We're going to tell you that we're investigating you. If you tell anybody that you were investigating you uh, or if you don't tell anybody we're investigating you, we're going to come after you. But you can't tell anybody we're investigating you like that. That's like I, I don't I, there's got to be some complex rules about this because, yeah, that it's yeah. like a conflict of interest there. Yeah. Not to mention, like, yeah. Another thing is like when when companies kind of know that they're being audited or investigated for other things, right? They have internal memos that go out. They have memos to management. They're like, you know, we, they have trainings and things of that nature. Like just to kind of prepare employees, you might get asked the question by this guy in this black suit. Don't tell him anything. Like, you know, like, like you know, stuff like that. So that's why I'm wondering if they even really knew about the investigation or were they getting complaints from employees and they were talking to the employees, they, the employees gave them references and they talked to, to other people and things like that. So that's I'm not hundred percent sure if, if they knew about it, it seems like kind of a big deal for a large, you know, corporation like Blizzard to just, you know, kind of keep under wraps, not say anything to their employees, not even give a hint about it. Right. Maybe they didn't know, but they knew like there was no formal acknowledgement, but, Oh crap! Like you know, we we heard from you know somebody at the state. Like yeah, they're looking into this. Well, I mean, their corporate culture is kind of like uh, they kind of have their heads in 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 the clouds to a degree, right? Like they're not very realistic, you know, because their corporate culture, uh, at least from what I, I've read over the years, is very everybody loves working here because it's Blizzard. It's a blessing to work here because it's Blizzard, you know, and that's another reason why stuff like this kind of gets gets 
you know, happens, right? You know, people are so happy to work there that they're not even thinking about things like this kind of happening, right? Like they don't have their head on the swivel like you would in a corporation that you knew that if if they need to, they don't give a fuck about you and they will just cut you off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not really the same thing. Like Blizzard's like Neverland to these people. Right. Well, don't forget, it was just last year when everybody started working from home. They they had that Slack channel where everybody was sharing their salaries to see, one, how much discrepancy in pay there was, but also, two, how much lower Blizzard was paying than the rest of the industry. Right. So Blizzard, you know, Blizzard had their, I think they called it like the Blizzard tax, basically. Like they had their, uh, you know, they, they, they've had their, 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 uh, their game running and, uh, and, and uh, you know, the, the jig is up in that regard. This reminds me, you ever, has anybody here played? We happy few anybody. Oh, I didn't think so. I'm looking at the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> played happy feet. Yeah. So, and, and we have this game. Yeah. And, and we happy few um, you like everybody in this world takes like this pill this happy pill, right? And when you're on the happy pill, everything looks great. It's bright. It's colorful. But over time, it wears off. And then you can see the world for the way that it really is. And being inside the Blizzard office, engulfed in that campus, engulfed in that culture, it's like they were on the happy pill, you know, except for the few people who the happy pill wore off when their boss, like, touched their ass or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or did something to sexually harass them or say, hey, you know, I can help you out this promotion if you come to my office later tonight. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. Uh, you know, and then at, not being engulfed in that culture and being at home, uh, that, that that happy pill almost kind of wore off. So that's what that's kind of like reminding me of. Um, I think the game got a three out of five, so you don't have to waste your time. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it looked good, though. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's, 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 it's enjoyable, but it's not a must play. I'm just saying that's what it reminded me of. So this is how those long pauses happen. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the bane of my existence, folks, behind the scenes. The, the long pauses. No. And only the people who come to stream know. Only the people who know. I cut those shits out. <laughs> Eric or Harv, do you have anything to add? Um, no. It, I see this in my work all the time. And I've seen managers get fired for sexual harassment and then his replacement got fired like two months later so <sighs> i live under a corporate thing where they just oh let's wipe it under the rug let's fire somebody so um i'm right along with what we've all been saying like it's i'm super disappointed to hear about this but not surprised um because i you know ray had told me about all the things that she had experienced um uh, when she was working at her last job and it's I, I mean she didn't I, I don't think she got anything quite as crazy as some of the stories in here but I mean I can only consider her lucky then but it's it's really frustrating um that this is still such an it's such an issue even you know yeah 2021 I mean obviously there's good people and bad people but I wish that there was a better avenue to try and get the bad people to go away or change i'm really glad that this lawsuit's coming up because this needed to happen yeah i think that like one of the more important things here that i kind of want to drive home is like yeah so this cut this this lawsuit's gonna come uh i don't know it'll take another year maybe two years to get it all worked out but we all know that change takes a really really long time so the people who this really this 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 really depends on are the gamers are the are the customers right I don't even want to say gamers I want to say the customers because like I said before the only thing they understand is money once this lawsuit is de- gone right. It'll linger with them for a while, but then if nobody's like paying attention, nobody's bringing it up, nobody's watching. If there's no watchful eye and there's no action by the customers, then this can kind of come back up. Because, like I said, they are looking to just get out of this situation, you know. 
You got to keep the pressure on them to make sure that they behave properly. It's the only way to keep companies in check. It, it really is. So, yeah, that that's the thing. Like once, uh, I mean, uh, if you're one of the people who is is shocked by this and upset by this, like you need to be one of those people who don't forget. You know what I'm saying? Like don't don't forget about this. When the I know right now, uh, what Warcraft content isn't that great, and so a lot of people are more inclined to get angry like they're okay with getting angry but once things start getting awesome again for blizzard and wow and you're having a great time you still gotta remember this and if more stories come out and you know things start to happen again i'm sorry you gotta you gotta put the fun on pause <laughs> you know what i'm saying for some real life stuff so yeah and remember how they handle it however they end up handling it yeah it'll probably just feel like when you personally get like a speeding ticket and then you're good for like a week following the laws (laughs) and slowly it just i mean but that's the way of life right like just human nature of just like oh i'm in trouble you know and you're you're a saint for like a duration and then it's just glad that's over with (laughs) yeah Yeah. back to do whatever right right so i mean it's like i said it's just hard because everybody functions differently and like you know you yourself have to have as hard would say discipline from within (laughs) to be able to you know keep yourself and then people who are higher up need to be able to keep that in check and continue to do so but it kind of sucks when you know people have their own little like team of people and they only you know hire their friends or secrets are here and whatever and you know just kind of always keeping like that instead of you know like i know uh you know back in jersey when i had my job at lame stop it's just like you know they if there's an issue they would start shuffling people around so that way they wouldn't get used to the way they do things or if things were being done wrong order just to find the person, you know, and kind of get rid of them <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like that, you know, if there was a way to do that and just kind of shuffle people out or just kind of keep it in check, but I don't know, again, any, any company, they won't do that because like Josh said, it's just, you know, they just care about money. So, so, all right. Well, thank you, Jarrett, for joining us. That was uh, always good to have you on the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, like usually I only come on doing the BlizzCon stuff, but uh, I didn't do that this year, right? So it's my, no. it's my once a year quota on the, on the work no, you, show. Well, as you said, <laughs> you haven't podcasted in what, like three months or something? Like you've, you've been, you've been doing all the heavy lifting behind the scenes. Yeah. So I, like, like three months, you know, this year I didn't tell my bullet crafting story. I'll just hold on to that for the next <laughs> BlizzCon. <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring you back for episode 200. You can talk about it there. Yeah. <laughs> like, got to keep that in everybody's mind. He's like the dad that comes once a year to come visit or give a birthday card or whatever. We're like, here you go. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Just <laughs> see you until next year. <laughs> so this has been episode 190 of Wow Talk. Uh, thank you everyone at home for downloading and listening. Thank you to Heat Kings for the intro song. Thank you to Jarrett for producing and editing and being here in person for once. Uh, and thank you to everyone hanging out in the chat room. Tonight we had... Uh, 2020, Anoda 13, Bloodiness, uh, Church of Jaw, who also came in, uh, Goodnight Monster, Joanna X Bella, Resettles Rufal Night, and Shantyman Gaming. So thank you all for hanging out. There was some good chat in the, the conversation, so we appreciate that. And uh, we are at WowTalkMTB on Twitter, also at the MASH Network. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash MashThoseButtons. Also on YouTube at YouTube.com slash MashThoseButtons. Jarrett, where can people find you? Uh, right now, just on Twitter at Jostradamus. Like I, I have not been streaming or doing anything, so kind of on my content hiatus for now. But I'll be back. <laughs> and Ray, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Facebook at my name, and the URL there is Bishonanomiko, which is my Twitter handle, and for Discord with a pound sign four nine three two. And Eric, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Facebook with my name, and you can find me on Discord at Toretto pound sign seven six four five. And I am oh, wait, Harv, did I get you? Nope. Nope. Okay, Harv, where can people find you? <laughs> on Facebook at my name and on Discord at Harv pound sign eighty six seventy three. I was like, wait, I did four, I did three other people, and that's my turn. I'm like, wait, no, I missed somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. 
Nice. Yeah. So I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can just edit all that out, Jarrett. You can just you can clean that all up and post. <laughs> I am at WookieBH on Twitter. You can find me here on the Mash Those Buttons Network on the Torn and the Goblin. Uh, and also on Squad Goals, a Mass Effect Legendary Edition podcast. One of those podcasts talks extensively about the Blizzard stuff. One of those podcasts does not. You can figure out which one it is. Join the Mash Those Buttons community on Discord at discord.me. Oh, I'm sorry. Mash.gg slash Discord. I was talking before I was reading. And our next show recording is scheduled for August 2nd, 2021 at 1030 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And email us with any questions or comments at wowtalk at mash.gg. Let us know your thoughts on the lawsuit and on the state of Blizzard and how you are handling the news. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help us out, please share it and rate it if you can on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And visit mtb.gg support to see all the ways that you can support Mash Those Buttons and all our great podcasts, including on Patreon, where for as little as $1 a month, you can gain early access to content as well as to patron-exclusive content. Also, for those in the chat room, please consider a Twitch subscription if you can. And you can also check out our Humble Bundle affiliate link as well as our PayPal one-time donation link over at mtb.gg support. And stay tuned to hear about our other shows on the Mash Those Buttons Network. For Ray, Eric, Harvin, Ja, I'm Nick. Let's, let's, uh, let, let's hold Blizzard accountable on this. See you later. See you guys. And like Shantyman Gaming said in the chat, be excellent to each other. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 